this is important. This is very important because what I'm about to communicate to you is going to mean the difference between life and death in the very near future. In fact, it has already meant the reality of life or death in our world because the future is not some far-off event. The future is not tomorrow or a month from now or a year or a couple of years from now. The future is tomorrow. The future is today, because what we do today, the thoughts, the habits, the thinking, the behavior, the action, the non-action that we engage today will produce inevitably tomorrow with 100% mathematical certainty. So if you want to know what's going to happen in America in the future, all you have to do is look at what's happening in America today. What's happening today will accurately project for you what's going to happen in the future. Now, I can't stress that enough. I have spent my life researching Some people call me a prophet. I'm reluctant to call myself a prophet because of this theological reason. I do believe that God has given certain men and women prophetic gifts and giftings through the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about, in the New Testament, it talks about the gift of prophecy. So the gift of prophecy is a valid gift. But there are a lot of people running around, excuse me, a lot of people running around who claim to be prophets called by God, who claim to have visions and dreams, and so on and so forth, who claim to see into the future. There's a lot of people like that. But in reality, if you apply the biblical tests to their ministry of so-called being a prophet, you will find that their lifestyle, their message, does not qualify them for being a prophet. So that's why I don't call myself a prophet, because the, the test is very tough. And in the Old Testament, among the Jews, when a prophet prophesied, he had to be 100% accurate in all that he prophesied. And if he was not 100% accurate, he would be stoned to death or killed. And then he would be labeled a false prophet, because he was telling God's people to do something from his own imagination and not from the Spirit of God. So that's the reason I'm reluctant and why I know a number of people who are reluctant. The reality is that if I was to measure all the statements that I've made based on extensive research, prayer, study, uh, interviews, etc., etc., that has given me uh, access to a vast amount of information. And so I believe without a question that the Lord um, anoints that kind of research if your heart is right and you're, you're looking to seek God's glory and not your own. I believe that those, that, that data, that the, the Lord will lead me into data, documentation. The Lord unbelievably leads me to open doors of understanding that I could never have discovered by myself. And it happens over and over and over again. It's uncanny and it's supernatural. So the Lord blesses my research. And so some people think, well, gee, he must be a prophet because 
his level of accuracy is, is rather high when it comes to making predictions. The only thing I would add to that is this. There are a lot of people who do not understand that uh, they have a flesh nature or a fallen nature. Your fallen nature or your flesh nature seeks to have the approval of the world. It seeks to have uh, an applause. Well, that makes you vulnerable to being led astray. So the Lord will bless my research. The Lord will guide my research, bring names to me. I'll have meetings and personal encounters with people. I'll run into people all over the United States who, who operate in the field that I'm researching. So God sets up situations that give me a download into, into very detailed information. Now, I don't go around calling myself a prophet. What I do say is that I have prophetic gifts, and those prophetic gifts, and this is the, this is the, the vitally important part, that the prophetic gifts that the Lord has given me um, stem from or operate out of the flow of my personal Bible study, my personal prayer and seeking the Lord, but most importantly, my, my personal study of the scriptures, my personal study of things like science and economics and uh, politics and geopolitics and all kinds of things. And so when the Lord gives me a burst of revelation, he doesn't give me that burst of revelation from just out of nowhere to supplement or, or to engage in the preparatory stages. The Lord usually uh, places me in a series of ongoing situations where I have to study, read, process the facts and the science and everything else. So that's how it works. I meet a lot of people who claim to be prophets and claim to have supernatural answers to all kinds of things, but they don't spend any time, if any time at all, actually doing homework, actually studying the facts. And that's important that you know what you're talking about before you issue a prophecy. All right, so let's leave that Let's leave that there. Now, as I've said many times on the Paul McGuire Report, and I'll say it again, we right now are in the most pivotal period in the history of the world. This isn't just me saying it. It's, it's a whole gathering of voices and experts and analysts who are saying the same things. They're saying, we're in a time period unlike any other time period in human history. We're, we're not sure, certain of the outcome, but we are in dire consequences, and we need, and some of these people aren't even Christians, we need divine intervention by God. So that's where we are. So in a moment, I want to walk with you quickly into the future. And I want to say before we do that, that walking with you into the future is not some arduous, you know, impossible task. If you will, by faith, commit your way to the Lord, pray, seek God's face, ask God to give you divine revelation, the Lord will open up doors for you, and the Lord will give you revelation and understanding about what is going to happen. In addition, an absolutely critical role in this whole process is that you are a diligent student of the Word of God. If you are not a diligent student of the Word of God, if your theology is half-baked, guess what? You are going to issue a whole series of half-baked prophecies and theologically amiss uh, statements. 
And the reason for that is you're prophesying from a foundation of humanism, from a foundation of emotionalism. And that's why the landscape of Christian prophets in America, you have so many people that are kind of like out there, out to lunch. Why? Because they're prophesying, or allegedly prophesying, way, way, way beyond whatever given set of prophetic gifts the Lord's given them. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. We will be back in just a moment, and we're going to blow open the doors of confusion. And I'm going to lay out something for you that is based on over 40 years of study and research. And I'm going to show you from the Word of God, from analyzing current events, economic trends, how you can, to, to a high degree of accuracy, predict what is going to happen in the near future. You know, you don't have to be some Eastern mystical swami sitting in a lotus position, floating in the sky uh, in a lotus position, floating on a magic carpet ride. That's not required in the job description. Availability is, and faithfulness to the Word of God is. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. So we're going to issue a prophetic, what I call a prophetic intelligence report. Now, we have been treading into heavier and heavier water with our prophetic news analysis, with our analysis of current events. So, for example, we have talked with you uh, regarding the allegations of a spectrum of medical researchers and a spectrum of medical doctors regarding the agenda uh, of of the vax, what's in the vax, um, and we've tried to be uh, we've tried to be objective and factual. But I'm going to say something, and I've said it before, and I mean it very seriously. There are a number of very well-known evangelical Christian leaders who use their enormous media platforms. Some of these guys have media platforms that are staggering. And they got on their media platforms, these evangelical Christian leaders, and they exhorted the Christians listening, which is the majority of their audience. They exhorted the Christians listening over and over again. They told them, they tried to persuade them that they absolutely needed to get the vaccination in order to survive, in order not to die, and in order to be healthy. And they, in my opinion, abused their power. And and I'm slow to draw the trigger. I'm not one of these, you know, Johnny-come-latelys, and I believe in speaking the truth in love. However, having said that, they abused their power because when they used the platform that God gave them and the, the money that God God's people gave them, they told their audiences they used their leadership abilities to instruct their audience that they needed to get the vaccination. They needed to get the booster shot so they would die. And they emphatically and aggressively pushed uh, the need for the vax, the, the need for booster shots, and many other things. Now, here's the danger in doing that. Number one is you're stepping out of your office prophetically and as a leader. You may be anointed. The call of God may be on your life. I'm not disputing that. I mean, 
the Bible is filled with, with examples of biblical leaders and biblical heroes that God used and that God's hand was upon. But but they they messed things up and they and, and they led God's people down the path of destruction. We are living in such a time. For any this one particular Christian leader, but there's many. He told I heard the commercials, I heard the interviews, because it was everywhere. He told the people of God to go out and get a vaccination, to go out and get the booster shots, and many other things. <clears throat> the problem with that advice is number one. He stepped out of his arena of expertise. He is not a medical doctor. He is not a medical researcher. He knows nothing in terms of biology and medicine, et cetera, et cetera. In the same way, you'll hear me regularly on the Paul McGuire show say that I am not a doctor. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist or a neuropsychiatrist. I'm not a medical researcher. And therefore, I'm saying that as a disclaimer, telling you that you need to do your own homework. Just don't get lazy. Do your own homework and do your own research. And even then, you're going to have to carefully select and pick wise men, men who are trained, men who understand medicine, vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera, before you issue some public opinion. The other problem is, is that this individual and the other individuals that have been going around telling God's people to get vaccinations and other such things, they, they are doing it in an environment where even among the, 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 the top dog medical professionals, even among the medical professionals, there is a tremendous debate going on internally. Now, you can't just believe what you hear the mainstream media saying because they're hiding the truth. The mainstream media is is not letting you hear the enormous amount of dissenting voices. The mainstream media is not allowing you to hear all the allegations by top-level doctors who have been saying that the vaccine is dangerous. The vaccine has potentially, they allege, serious, serious uh, it can create serious, serious problems, including killing you at a premature age. And many of the things that you have been told to do regarding the vaccine by the, the, the gurus of the big pharma companies, many of the things that you've been told to do, well, we find out a year or two, two years later that all of that stuff, it turned out that the exact opposite things you should have done. In other words, Many doctors are saying you should have refused to not wear the mask. You should have participated in not social distancing. You shouldn't have gone into social distancing and many other things. Because those things ended up killing huge numbers of people. It was just it just happened on a stealth level. Now I'm going to ask you something. And again, I'm not a doctor. You want medical advice, you go to a medical doctor. But I remember seeing a whole lot of professional athletes in America, around the world, who were, were male primarily. These male athletes were at the top of their game. Their bodies were in maximum health. They, their immune systems were in optimal performance. And these guys were the superstars that packed soccer stadiums, football stadiums, baseball stadiums, basketball, hockey. Uh, and, and on and on and kickboxing and on and on and on. 
And so I remember, and you remember, and if you don't remember, then you need to some kind of nutritional supplement that will boost your memory because you should remember this. A disturbing percentage of these super athletes in the prime of their life mysteriously dropped dead on the basketball, baseball, football, whatever field of sport they were playing on, they mysteriously dropped dead or were rushed to the hospital with no apparent logical medical reason at all. And they were dropping like flies and being rushed to the hospital and dying. Men who were in the prime of their life. There's no way that these guys should have died because they were in such great condition. And and what they were dying of was a set of similar um, medical problems that they didn't have. They didn't have any medical problems, but they died of similar medical problems that they developed after getting the um, vaccination. So all these pulmonary issues, breathing issues, heart issues, heart attacks, so many people, big-time athletes who are in great shape, dropping dead on the athletic field because of an assortment of heart attacks and stuff. That never should have happened. And, and open your eyes, open your ears. The media, even the mainstream media, is constantly gossiping, constantly dropping little hints, giving you little, like, uh, stories about uh, both men and women and famous actors and famous politicians and famous people from every spectrum in life. And these people have access to the best medical care there is, and they're dropping dead prematurely. Some of them are in hospitals right now as we speak. I know people who got the vaccine and then got big problems. I also know people, to be honest, who um, um, rejected the vaccine and apparently had problems. So what was the reason for that? The reason for that was, according to the allegations of premier medical doctors, Some of these premier medical doctors are asserting that the vaccine uh, can, people who take the vaccine, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite of what the truth is. So you're being told total lies. So people who take the vaccine are not supposed to catch COVID, yet we were lied to because people who got the vaccine ended up getting COVID, ended up getting COVID variants, and some of them died. Now, here's the thing. People who did not take the vaccine, a certain percentage of them got mysterious COVID-like symptoms. And why is that? They got the mysterious COVID-like symptoms because some scientists allege and some scientists have discovered that the microscopic particles of COVID, when, when a person who has the vaccine is, quote, shedding the microscopic vaccine, people sitting next to them, people in the same household, if you got the vaccine, then you are going to be shedding the vaccine because your body does not, listen to me, your body, wake up, your body does not like the the, the COVID vaccination. It doesn't like those chemicals. So your body is trying to reject the COVID chemicals and the COVID vaccine. And so that process of your body trying to get rid of the COVID vaccine that was injected into, that process is called shedding. So if you're sitting next to somebody or in a room with somebody who got the vaccine, you may be in perfect health, they may be in perfect health, 
but they don't realize it because they're listening to the media propaganda, which is lying about this. They are actually in the process of shedding the microscopic vaccines. Your body, if you're near them, can absorb the microscopic particles that they're shedding, and then you can come down with all kinds of sicknesses and diseases because they're shedding the vaccine. Very important. But see, there's a lot of lying going on about that. They're saying it's not happening. And in fact, they are lying in a Hitlerian, Nazi-like manner. They are lying so egregiously that they're accusing those people who didn't get the vaccine. They're falsely accusing those people who refused the vaccine of shedding the vaccine and spreading the vaccine um, to people, um, to, to, to the people around them. And the purpose of that is they want to demonize the people who did not get the vaccine. They want to demonize them. That's psychological warfare because they're very sophisticated and they know that a high percentage of people that did not get the vaccine are conservatives and evangelical Christians because they're the ones that listen to alternative media and they discovered that the vaccine is dangerous, if not deadly. And so uh, that demographic of people, Christians and conservatives, the, the propaganda drums are beating loudly, and those people who refuse the vaccine are, are, are being fa- totally falsely accused of shedding the vaccine. So you see this disinformation going on and lies going on. Okay, so let's step forward once again in our conversation, take another giant step forward, and as we take another giant step forward, we're going to analyze and process the reality all around us so that we can accurately, strategically, effectively, reliably determine what our future is going to bring and how we can prepare for the massive changes happening to America and other nations of the world. What I am telling you is that anybody who tells you you can't know what's going to happen in the future sociologically, economically, biologically, politically, and so on and so forth. If that's just a blur to you, if that's just a mystery to you, then let me suggest to you that you don't know your Bible very well, and you are lacking a number of essential things that God wants you to have. And so now we've come to that place in the road. We've come to that juncture in the road where God is expecting of you that you are to step up your game as a spirit-filled Christian a Christian with a renewed mind, and a Christian who is um, more than a conqueror in in Christ Jesus. The The Lord is telling you, and I mean this in a prophetic sense, you understand? I'm saying this, what I'm saying now, I'm saying to you and others in a prophetic sense, and I don't usually do that for obvious reasons. So I'm telling you this in a prophetic sense. The Lord's Holy Spirit has come upon me, and he has amplified my studying, my research in certain subject matters like biology, genetics, vaccinations, artificial intelligence, economics, electromagnetic frequencies, and on and on and on and on and on. And the Lord is guiding me supernaturally and giving me wisdom supernaturally so that I might equip God's people with the future knowledge that they're going to need lest they be destroyed by the evil one in the last days. This is very serious. So I'm giving you 
prophetic information. In other words, it's factual, documented, scientific information, but it has been illuminated by the Spirit of God for your benefit, for your edification. So, we have to ask ourselves, in the last 50 or 60 years, when I was a kid, vaccines were given, but they were just starting to take off. Now, a number of things <clears throat> have happened in America and around the world that were in progress for decade after decade after decade. In fact, they were in progress probably beginning in the, 19, in the uh, 1820s. And that is the global elites of this world, the, the super rich and wealthiest trillionaire families, billionaire families, the wealthiest people on planet Earth, the globalist elite and the Luciferian elite, changed their game plan. At one time, they adopted a live and let live philosophy, and the globalist elite and the super trillionaires were, relatively speaking, benign, relatively speaking, kind and compassionate, relatively speaking, humane, good and decent, and wanted to spend their monies and their vast fortunes to improve life on planet Earth, to enhance life on planet Earth, and to use their money, their wisdom and power to bless mankind. That's the way they played the game a number of decades ago. But internally, within the ranks of the globalist elite and the Luciferian elite, they had a change of heart and a change of mind that was very serious and very radical. Very slowly and unbeknownst to the public and unbeknownst to the supposed experts in the field, the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, the richest families in the world, the 1%, the people that really run planet Earth, <clears throat> they began to seriously change their mindset. They began to radically change their mindset. And this is the radical change they had in their mindset, which they are now implementing as fast as possible. So right now, again, in the form of a prophetic intelligence report, this is the product of decades of study for me. But in addition to decades of study, the Lord has supernaturally illuminated the subject matter, the data, the documentation, the, the Lord has supernaturally illuminated it so that I might equip God's people for what is coming. So this is what this is the transformation and the transition that has happened. And I, I don't want to get into this habit of always saying, pay close attention to me, you know, it, it becomes repetitive. But when you're talking and you're approaching a subject matter where, where like right now, I'm approaching an area in the subject matter where I know I'm going to turn and go down what some might perceive to be a dark path. I, I know through the unction of the Holy Spirit in me, the unction of the Holy Spirit within me is a, is a supernatural prodding or a supernatural pushing of the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit intensifies in a person like me or you. The Holy Spirit intensifies the, the burden we have to faithfully deliver a message, a prophetic message of warning, even though it may be attacked and I may be attacked. The Lord is turning up the intensity of the prophetic message. And in, in addition to that, the Lord imparts in you simultaneously a, a supernatural boldness that enables you to deliver the message faithfully 
and bring it all home so God's people might be spared. So that's what's happening in my heart. I can feel like it's like a gyroscope turning. And I feel an increased weight of the burden of the Holy Spirit. Remember, when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, when the Holy Spirit is commanding you to humble yourself and seek his face and deliver his message, that is what is meant when the Bible says, the burden of the Lord has come upon me. I can truly say to you now, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I can truly say to you now at this moment regarding this subject matter, the following, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it prophetically to you now because it's important. The burden of the Lord is upon me. I'm not just grieved because I know the data and facts. There's a lot of things that my spirit knows, but my mind and my intellect haven't caught up yet. And I have an ever-increasing burden regarding the future, regarding technology, regarding changes, regarding radical transformations in our world. And so I, I would say, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the burden of the Lord has come upon me. Why has the burden of the Lord come upon me? Because God's people are in grave danger. God's people are in ultra-serious danger, and unless they receive from God Almighty the wisdom, the instruction, the direction that they must have to survive and overcome, unless they acquire that supernatural wisdom, they are going to perish in a very disastrous way. That's why God's Word warns us, my people perish for lack of wisdom. My people perish for lack of wisdom. It's essential that you and I get wisdom and knowledge so that we will not perish. So, the, so I say to you now, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, as your brother in Jesus Christ, it would be a lie for me to deny the fact that I do operate in certain spiritual gifts. I don't brag about them. I don't boast about them. I merely matter-of-factly make mention of them when necessary and only when necessary. And I can tell you right now that the burden of the Lord has come upon me. So, if we want to know what's going to happen six months from now, or a year from now, or five years from now, or ten years from now, this is what I do, and, and I you know, I never claim to be Isaiah and Joel and, and these great prophets in the Old Testament. I didn't claim to be that. But I do have prophetic gifts, prophetic giftings that the Lord wants to use through me after he prophetically guides my research and study, and then he gives me vital knowledge and information and warnings so that the lives of God's people may be spared. So the burden of the Lord is upon me, and it increases in its weight. And that burden increases in its weight because I've spent over 45 years. Technically, you could be date and begin my study and research as beginning officially in like second grade, where I studied all, I began to read all these books on science and the occult and Edward Casey and everything else in a quest for knowledge. And then, I, as you know, for the next 45 years, I aggressively pursued knowledge and wisdom and technology and biology and science. I never knew that as I was downloading this heavy-duty information, I never knew that this was the Lord, through the power of His Spirit, supernaturally equipping me for the calling He had for my life. So, 
the burden of the Lord is increasing in weight upon me because, and I, I would think you would say, you as an individual would probably say a similar thing regarding yourself and regarding your own appraisal. I think you would come to the same assessment that I'm coming to. So I'm not telling you something you don't already know, which is often the case with legitimate Bible prophecy. So the key thing here is that the Lord is is downloading to those of his people that are true prophets of God, true have true prophetic giftings, are truly listening to the Holy Spirit. And by the way, this particular leader that I'm not mentioning his name, but I'm innuendoing about, he told everybody to go out and get vaccinations. He may not have known the danger himself, but, you know, before you make a statement like that, I don't mean this unkindly, you ought to shut your mouth, do your homework, and find out if that's a valid thing to say. Because what's really happening is that there is a death toll that's unprecedented in human history. And there are millions of people dying all around the world uh, through all kinds of strange diseases, etc. And the common, the common origination point of, of this mass death produced by the vaccination is the fact that all these people had one thing in common. They all chose to be vaccinated. They all chose to um, take the vaccination and to take the booster shots. Now, let me just stop right here, because I don't want to leave us at a doom and gloom zone. I want to tell you something emphatically. I've spent a lot of time researching this, but again, I don't claim to be a medical doctor or a medical researcher. I have heard many many reputable medical doctors say, I've read their papers, I've heard their voice, and many of them are saying that even if you got the vaccination, if even if you got the uh, booster shots, and they are alleging that there's all kinds of toxic materials in the vaccinations and the booster shots that have very serious negative consequences. But these same doctors are alleging that it is possible for you to detoxify your body of these poisons, of these substances, which, which could potentially make you infertile, potentially inhibit your ability to reproduce, male or female, potentially uh, compromise your immune system, potentially set you up for cancer or a heart attack or any number of things. There are not only herbs, there are minerals, there are natural substances which pull toxins out of the body, like graphene oxide, which is one of the primary toxins in the the vax. There's all kinds of heavy metals that you've been sprayed with and you don't know about it. It's in your food. It's in your water. You're breathing it in. You have been deliberately subjected to toxic substances. But these minerals, these compounds that you can take that are really inexpensive, they will pull the poisons and the toxins out of your body. And that will restore your immune system. That will reverse the negative effects that will reverse uh, all the potential dangers that could come your way because you took the vaccine. And so instead of sitting on your posterior and doing nothing and watching your husband or your wife or your children or somebody you love die from cancer or any number of diseases, 
instead of doing that, which is not a biblical principle. That's why God says knowledge is power. If you gain knowledge, you'll get power over what to do with these diseases. So you take these God-given substances, and they will purge your body from heavy-duty toxins, radiation, mercury, uh, graphene oxide, fluoride, all the components. In When you see the chemtrails, like I see all the time in California, and the chemtrails are falling from the sky in a pencil-lead-colored mist, and they're landing on the green leaves of my trees, and then they're bathing my fruit trees. Uh, they're bathing it with this gray pencil-like substance. They're bathing it with graphene oxide and fluoride and many other toxins, which can kill you, give you cancer, give you Alzheimer's, give you dementia, and the list never seems to end. But you don't have to sit there and be victimized. Knowledge is power. If you take these nutritional supplements and you take them on a regular basis with water and you detoxify yourself, and you've got to do a little homework. You can't just be a sucker and, and just buy anything that's marketed towards you. You can be proactive and avoid premature death, sickness, and disease. You can, in other words, I'm telling you, you're not in a fatalistic position. There's something you can do about it. You need to do something about it. Graphene oxide is just one chemical that's deadly out of many chemicals that's in the vax or the vaccination. Graphene oxide is in the chemtrails being sprayed in, from jets. Graphene oxide is in the water supply. Graphene oxide is in the food supply. I mean, it's all over the place. So, so you ask yourself the question, why would the authorities be baptizing you in a pencil-like lead mist of graphene oxide? What's the motivation? The motivation is, number one, is it dulls down your consciousness. It lowers your cognitive ability. It diminishes your perception. Well, what does that mean? It means that when you've loaded up your brain and your biological being with graphene oxide and heavy metals and other chemicals, you have flooded your neurological system, your brain, your cognitive abilities, your intelligence, your awareness. You have turned all of your God-given intelligence and perception and the ability to say to yourself in every area, two plus two equals four, and come to scientific conclusions. You are killing your brain with toxic substances. And they want that because the entire reason they embedded the, the fruits and the vegetables and the, the, the chemtrails and everything else, the reason they embedded the water supply and everything else with these toxic substances it's because they wanted to radically diminish your brain power and your IQ, so you would now become artificially stupid, and you would be unable to analyze and make decisions which would save your life. That's what it's all about. And now a lot of you can't believe that. It's just too high for you. It's just, it's just beyond. You would, you would say, well, that's beyond my pay grade. <clears throat> that's beyond your pay grade. When is God so cheap <clears throat> that he remunerates or pays his children so poorly that they can't accomplish their mission or assignment or goal in life? When has that started? It's never started. God has already given you the resources you need to do the research you need to do. You need to obey God and do the research. 
So that so you've got to know what's going on. You got to do your homework. Now I've been studying all of this stuff. Why did I study all of this stuff? This this by the way, generally speaking, is in the category, especially among a lot of people, of being like a Looney Tune conspiracy crazy time subject matter where where you'll get accused of everything including of being a conspiracy theorist but you see i don't give a you know what whether people think i'm a conspiracy theorist or not because i know my subject matter i've done my homework and i can tell you why with documentation with scientific evidence i can tell you why all of these toxic chemicals are being infused into your body and mind so here it goes it's in my books by the way quit playing at learning Quit playing at being knowledgeable. Quit faking it that you're wise. Quit being like all your stupid, unbelieving friends who are faking it, who don't know anything about anything, and are just speaking, they're just repeating what the media has told them. You're supposed to be a child of God, a son or a daughter of God. You're you're supposed to have the mind of Christ, the perception of Christ, the intelligence of Christ. You're supposed to have the knowledge of God, and knowledge is power. So let's, in a very fast-moving way, just just deposit some seeds of explosive, rational truth that will revolutionize your life forever. And then, on top of it, it will give you the supernatural ability to rule and reign in the great spiritual battle of our lifetime. So this is how it plays out. In the, in the, 19, in the late 1920s, or the mid-1920s, there was an American engineer who was an expert on water supplies and water water purification, et cetera, et cetera. He was very good at what he did, and so the nation of Germany paid for him to come over to Germany. Adolf Hitler, the Nazi, paid for for, uh, this scientist and engineer to come over to Nazi Germany. And so what this engineer did was that he inspected, fixed, and modified every... every water supply across Germany and across the, the nation surrounding Germany. Because Hitler, w- w- Hitler believed that you couldn't have a, a vibrant army, you couldn't have uh, uh, soldiers, you couldn't win uh, wars, you couldn't conquer the world if you were sickly. And Hitler was convinced that one of the primary areas that we become sickly is in drinking water that is not pure water that has all kinds of toxins and pollutants in it. And guess what? Hitler was right. So as this engineer began to inspect the water supplies of Germany, etc., he noticed something on a very peculiar level, and he was a highly respected engineer and scientist. He noticed that as he was testing all the water supplies across Germany and the, and the associated nations in Europe, he discovered that they all had these very strange additives to their water supply. That didn't make any rational sense at the time to him. He discovered that that all of the water supplies in Germany and Europe and, and things like that, that they had unusually high amounts of strange chemicals like fluoride, which is a known tranquilizing drug, like lithium, which is a known tranquilizing drug, like aluminum, which is known to diminish your IQ, and aluminum also uh, causes the water supply to be toxic, and aluminum is the precursor, or it it, it produces um, um, dementia and Alzheimer's, which destroy your brain, your memory, your perception, your analytical ability. It's all being destroyed because these these so supposed they're told they're, the public are told these are harmless chemicals, 
but these are deadly brain-killing chemicals that are rotting in high speed, the, you know, the Germans and everybody else. So you got to ask yourself the question, why? So, so he began to inspect the water supply, and he found all this fluoride in the German water supply. He found all this um, uh, lithium in the German water supply. He found all this aluminum and heavy metals and radiation in the German water supply. And he couldn't figure out why on earth anybody would put these dangerous toxins in the water supply. And then he did a serious scientific study as to what these toxic components actually did in terms of their adverse, adversely impacting the human body and mind. He did research on the negative effects of the presence of fluoride and uh, lithium and uh, other things that, that was in the water supply. And what he realized is that it had killed the immune system. It killed your brain. It made you dumber. It made you stupider. Lowered your IQ. Uh, put you in a hypnotic state. And basically, it chemically neutered your mind so that you were being psychologically prepared via these deadly chemicals and toxins. You were covertly being psychologically prepared to be just a good Nazi soldier and follow your orders and march the Jews to the death camps and never question anything. Ask yourself the question why so many Jews, so many Protestants, so many Germans, so many Christian Germany, so many Christian Germans just went along with the program and, all, and, and simply answered when people said, what are you doing? Well, I'm just doing my job. Why is it that the German people just went along with the program like robots? The reason they went along with the program like robots is that their brains were compromised by powerful mind-altering chemicals like tranquilizers, like lithium and fluoride, like aluminum, like radiation. And when you, you people drink this water or the waters in the vegetable and fruit supply, it's a toxic mix which gives you Alzheimer's and dementia and, and lowers your IQ and just basically is a brain killer. And that's why the people didn't think in Germany. That's why they obeyed their orders without questioning. It was all a secret plot. The Germans created one of the world's first scientific dictatorships. They knew how to alter the consciousness of the German people by adding certain chemicals to the uh, water supply. And then this American engineer and scientist realized that Hitler and the Nazi scientists were secretly responsible for, for the, the deadly additives being, ordered to the, uh, being added to the water supply. So you have the degradation of people's minds. Now, the organizational structure, the concept of a scientific dictatorship, the concept of propaganda and mind control, the, 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 the concepts of Nazi rocket scientists, Nazi brainwashing scientists, and, and Nazi genetic scientists, when we research the history of that, we see that America and, and Nazi Germany are running on relatively parallel tracks. In other words, both of our nations, Hitler's Nazi Germany and America in the present day, are, are moving down the train track, so to speak, uh, traveling in similar directions with, with similar outcomes. Why? Why do you say that, Paul? I'm saying that because the end game for Adolf Hitler was to conquer the world, and his end game was to happen 
when he assembled his Nazi elite, Nazi scientists, Nazi soldiers, Nazi super soldiers, Nazi technology, Nazi DNA scientists that were working around the clock to genetically engineer what the philosopher Nietzsche called the Ubermensch or the Superman, or this idea of the Superman, that you could genetically uh, manufacture the soldiers and the men and the women in Germany to, to function as supermen and superwomen. This was a Nazi concept, and it's now proliferating around the world. And so, this Nazi idea that flows right out of the Huxley's transhumanism is that with our technology and with our science and our biology and, and things of that nature, we can artificially enhance man's intelligence, man's performance, man's, um, man's level of aptitude. In, in other words, what these Nazi scientists and philosophers were all proposing through transhumanism was that it was possible for America and the American people to conquer the world in a new Fourth Reich, like the one in Nazi Germany, and that the American people could become godmen or supermen or the ubermensch, and that we could uh, <clears throat> become like gods with superpowers and super enhan enhancements. We could become like gods, and we could achieve all of this through genetic engineering. DNA engineering, the advent of artificial intelligence, computer technology, robots, clones, virtual reality, um, uh, programs like the MK Ultra program, the, the, all the CIA experimental mind and psychic programs. Hitler's Nazi scientists were all on the cutting edge of this. And that's why at the end of World War II, the American government and the American military sent in their highest level operatives into Nazi Germany and other places, and they brought back, under a secret operation called Operation Paperclip, they brought back all the Nazi rocket scientists, all the Nazi DNA scientists, and all the Nazi <clears throat> mind control rocket science <clears throat> and uh, biological genetic engineering sciences. To make to transform man into a god man, so that was the goal. Now, so the scientist and engineer finds all these toxins in in the water. So now we go fast forward to our present time, and it, I stand out in my backyard. I just have a few fruit trees, and I'm and I'm, I'm desperate to eat something organic. And so finally, the fruit trees have ripened. These were plum trees. And it took one harvest before they, they started to taste good. And I'm watering the, the, the plum trees and the apple trees in the backyard. And, and they do the chemtrails, you know, at least once a day, often twice a day. We're up on a, a mountain or a hill so we can look down on a vast valley. And, and what you, you see with precision accuracy is that every morning at a particular time and every evening at a particular time, there are two kinds of jets that fly over your home. One jet is your traditional uh, military jet. Another jet is a uh, 
jet that is for the purpose of transportation. People who are flying from New York to LA and vice versa, you know, we're not all we're not all that far from LAX or Burbank Airport. So so constant jet travel. Okay. Now the jet travel from commercial jets, the exhaust that they uh, spew out is a particular color, a particular weight, if you will. It has particular observable attributes, okay? It's recognizable that this is a commercial jet engine. Military planes are very similar, except they're a lot more powerful. One, one afternoon, I don't know, about nine months ago, you've seen, I don't know what they're called, they're famous, but you've seen those three fighter jets uh, fly all over America at, at, at sports games, you know, Olympics, you know, giant festivities. You see these three fighter jets flying in formation, and they fly low. And I don't know how fast they're going, but they're they are they are just fast. They're flying so fast it's 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 mind blowing. So I'm standing in my backyard, and and my wife says, "Paul, look quickly." The moment she says, "Look quickly," I can feel and I can hear the the thunder of of those three jets lined up in position right above my house with a deafening noise, and then the three jets continue in formation up in the mountainous area where I am. And as the three jets begin to dip lower into the into the valley, you see the, I don't know, was it six circular uh, jet engines firing this this blast of fire and fury. Because I think each jet had like each jet had two powerful jet engines, and they're flying in formation. It's like something out of that that Tom Cruise movie. It's just mind blowing. I see these jets roar over my house like something from a science fiction movie. Then they immediately begin to roar down and dip into the valley. I have no idea how fast they're traveling, and I see the red flames from the six jet engines. And man, they dip in altitude. This amazing dip, and then they. They blast, I don't know how many miles it is, so yeah, I'll guess. It's, a, it's about 125 miles from the mountaintop area, and then you go down into the valley. And when you go down into the valley, where you can uh, travel your, your jet plane at a, at a lower altitude, it's flying fast and furious at a far lower altitude, and it's traveling at approximately, it appears to be like 125, 150 miles an hour. Okay. Which is mind blowing, because you're you're looking at the raw, unbridled military power that we have. It's, it's just like whoa! It takes you aback. These jets are are just blasting across the valley, and and they were right above my head. I mean, they weren't. It was a trip. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so all of these. Okay, so they produce a particular kind of fuel, also. All right, so. And this is for all the dummies that you talk to who can't tell the difference between uh, um, chemtrails and uh, jet fuel and military jet fuel and things of that nature. Because their perception is dulled down, they can't perceive the difference between uh, chemtrail exhaust and commercial jet exhaust. Okay, so, so you learn to detect it when you're, you know, looking up into the sky from the, the top of a mountain. 
And uh, so you see the, the jet engines. And the other thing, when the jet engines fly above the area that I live in, they always do a checkerboard pattern. They never, it's never just straight lines. It's never just horizontal or vertical lines. It always ends up being a giant mirad checkerboard, uh, uh, checkerboard composed of, of uh, chemtrails that, that starts out as a checkerboard like somebody was using a, a giant ink pen of a white, fluffy, cloud-like color, and you, and you draw this like checkerboard pattern. And then what happens next is after the jet leaves the area, even before that, the, the checkerboard pattern begins to slowly dissipate, and it slowly disperses, and it becomes clouds. And depending upon the chemtrails, it will disperse different types of clouds, okay? But they're jet trails, because they start out thin like a trail, and then they spread, and they'll cover the entire valley, so it'll look like we have massive air pollution. It'll look like we're in the middle of a fog. It will have all kinds of aberrant weather conditions that are all artificially created. They are all an exi- they're all the product of artificial weather. Now, people say, I don't believe it. Well, you know what? It's irrelevant whether you believe in it or not, because it's a scientific fact. It's scientifically true. Chemtrails, and I've been studying this for a long time, there is published, documented, scientific research on the reality of chemtrails that goes back to the 1940s. So that's the end of the chemtrail debate. There's two, two groups of people, the idiots who think it's a fairy tale and those people that are knowledgeable and know that chemtrails are a reality. Now, in this contemporary composition of the chemtrails, there are a number of toxins being dispersed by the chemtrails such as aluminum, such as heavy metals, such as uh, radiation, such as lithium, such as fluoride. And all of these chemicals that are in the chemtrails, they are functionally, one way or the other, they function as uh, tranquilizing, sedative, anti-anxiety drugs. So whether you realize it or not, you're breathing it in your lungs, so are your kids. It's it's coating your, your leaves of your trees. It's coating your fruit in a thick way. It, it's coating your fruits and vegetables. It's getting in your air conditioner duct. And you're, you have no idea how much of those chemicals from the chemtrails are being pumped into your bloodstream because they were released by chemtrails. And they have a, far more than you realize, they have a very powerful effect on suppressing and lowering human consciousness and intelligence. Hitler knew this, and Hitler's Nazi scientists knew this. So if you want to conquer and subdue a nation, then the fastest way to do it, according to Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, would, would have been to use chemtrails, the water supply, and other mechanisms of distribution, and, and inundate the water with toxins and tranquilizing chemicals that reduce the consciousness, perception, and awareness of people. So they're walking around like zombies. And you will notice that when you're under the influence of these chemtrail chemicals, when you're under the influence of them, it's, it, it's very hard to notice, but there's this subtle dulling of your perception. And you can't draw the crisp and clear conclusions that should come to you naturally. 
So that's what's happening. Now, this is evidence of what's called the scientific dictatorship. All right, so we're going to take a little mini break, and then we're going to we're going to blow open the whole thing. We're going to blow open the whole thing in a big way. I want you to help me spread this message far and wide as fast as possible. We are in right now the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of America and the history of the world. It's one of my books. You need to get it. You need to get my books in sequence. Use it as a Bible study. Read it any way you choose to, as long as you assimilate the information. And I promise you, a download of heavy-duty intelligence, knowledge equals power, will come into your life. So The Greatest Battle is one of these books. You, you just got to read it. It'll rock your world. Uh, uh, power from on high, the same thing. A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. The Day the Dollar Died. Conquering the Matrix. These things, these books were all written in sequence, and they were written to be entertaining, fast-moving, and, like, not boring. And they're not just doom and gloom. Oh, yeah, I tell, but they give you a prophetic answer and prophetic solutions from the Word of God. So I want you to get a hold of this. Right now, what I'm about to break open to you, and before I get into that, you know, doing what I'm doing, doing what this ministry is doing, Paradise Mountain Church, Paul McGuire Ministries, we, requires a commitment to the truth, and it means you always have to have your spiritual armor on and you all always have to be willing to wage spiritual warfare with lies, apostasy, delusion, illusions, and the demonic. And the places where those demonic things are most heavily entrenched are not in the secular society. It is in the church world, the Christian world, the evangelical world, the so-called religious world. It's in that Christian world or evangelical Christian world it is there where you have the greatest percentage of people that don't really understand what's happening and are afraid to know what's happening, and they don't even know the fact that the devil and the demonic realm has rendered them to be useless, but they don't know that. So I need your help in breaking those down, those strongholds, breaking down those walls. And again, I ask you to pray to God about how much to give in terms of a donation or contribution, whatever God tells you to do, do it. Very simple, and God will bless you. Number two, pray for me, the people associated with the ministry, the people we're reaching. God, pray for us. This is a spiritual battle, and God will bless you, and God will save people. And then finally, uh, pray that the demonic powers, the principality and powers, that they would all be bound, and ask God how you can help us destroy the rigging by signing up and liking and following all of our social media. That is a primary battlefield because they're lying, they're rigging, they're falsifying the internet in order to maintain the illusion of power and to consolidate their power. It's all a Wizard of Oz game. They are the Wizard of Oz. I am not Dorothy, in case you're wondering, nor am I Toto, nor am I the, the guy in the tinfoil hat. And nor am I the straw man, and maybe there's somebody else, I don't know. The, the Wizard of Oz was an occultic book, but the whole premise of The Wizard of Oz is that this incredible power structure, this incredible city of Oz, is all based on total illusions and total falsifications. So it's very similar to this current world system, or Luciferian system, 
It's a system that is based on illusion, lies, and distortion. And that's, that's how the devil is coercing and manipulating God's people to go into hiding right now when we should be on the advance in the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. We should be on the advance, not retreating. But we have to, to destroy the lies that we're believing. Lies like we're weak, we're powerless, we're, we're you know, we don't have the spiritual weapons. We're, they're bigger and greater than we are. They're richer than we are. As long as we think in that defeatist mindset, we're going to be enslaved. God does not want you, me, or his people to be enslaved. Very simple. God wants us to be victorious. So in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy and the others find out that there's nothing to fear about The Wizard of Oz, that The Wizard of Oz is basically a punk. The Wizard of Oz is this short old man who's really short. He has to stand on a stool. He has to hide behind a curtain. He has to speak through a a loudspeaker system and use an electronic microphone in order to amplify the, the, the loudness of his voice, because the Wizard of Oz wants to create the illusion that he's the great, mighty, and powerful Wizard of Oz. But he's not. That's all based on lies. He's not the great, mighty, powerful Wizard of Oz. He's a chump. So right now in America, because we have so many American Christians not reading the Word of God, not renewing their minds with the Word of God, not receiving power from on high, and so on and so forth, because we have so many Christians who are rejecting the Word of God, these Christians have allowed themselves to become spiritually weak, spiritually powerless, and the devil is taking advantage of that situation, and the devil is is attempting to conquer the true children of God, and he's attempting to enslave them. Now, God wants the opposite to happen. God wants all of us who know Jesus Christ to be filled with power from on high, to have the mind of Christ, to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, and to occupy the land until he comes. And we're to do that in a law-abiding, peaceful manner, but we're to do that with a vengeance. So we can't allow the devil to manipulate our reality, to manipulate our perception of reality through the creation of artificial realities, such as illusions. And that's the fight that we fight. So, in this battle, one of the greatest barriers or walls to the full discovery and realization of truth is this. It is very difficult for Christians and ordinary people and conservatives and liberals, it is very, very difficult for people to understand that there actually is. It's not paranoia, it's not an illusion, it's not a nightmare. It's very hard for people to understand that there there really is a real, invisible, satanic, Luciferian army composed of fallen angels, composed of demonic powers, composed of Lucifer himself. There is an organized, demonic, satanic army that is trying to totally destroy Christians, the people of God, the Word of God, God's plan for America. It It is their goal to annihilate and to destroy every memory of America. Why? Because America, despite its imperfections, is the only nation on planet Earth which still has a biblical worldview, which has freedom of religion, freedom of the press, 
and other such things. It's only America that has those freedoms and those Judeo-Christian beliefs. And so the whole world is actually watching to see what the outcome of this great spiritual battle will be. And we're in it right now. So it's imperative, before the second coming of Jesus Christ, it's imperative that we are absolutely victorious, 100%, that we are more than conquerors by 100%, and that we take the land that God has given us to take. So I encourage you to stand with me and partner with me uh, by simply going to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Order books. We need your contributions to wage war and be victorious. Really simple. And remember, if we do not win this spiritual war, our children and grandchildren, our nation itself is going to be herded into re-education camps, into slavery of, of the worst imaginable forms. All kinds of horrors will come upon America and the American people if we continue to reject God and reject the principles of God. We must immediately turn from that direction through immediate repentance, ask God to forgive us of our sins, and then ask the Holy Spirit of God to fix the proper direction for our hearts to go in. We need to ask God to do that, and together we need to conquer the land, and we need to be victorious. And we cannot allow the devil the Great Reset, the globalists, the Luciferians, the witches, the Satanists, the New Agers, the occultists, we can't not allow them to presumptuously be victorious over the armies of God in these spiritual battlefields. Failure is not an option. Fear is not an option. The only option God has given us is obedience by faith. The only outcome that will occur from obedience by faith is when we um, purpose in our hearts to be victorious and to take the land. So I'm going to encourage you to go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Okay, so now I want to bullet point outline for you things circumstances, eventualities, possibilities regarding what I believe is going to happen in the near future, and it's going to accelerate faster and faster in the near future. You may be disoriented by what I say. You may be dismayed by what I say. But based on over 45 years of research and study, I have an incredibly high track record in accurately predicting the future. So I just want to give you an idea, based on over 45 years of research, I just want to give you the idea of what you can realistically expect to happen beginning now and in the very near future. Number one, understand that the goal of the globalist elite, the goal of the Great Reset, is to create a one-world government, a one-world economic system, and a one-world religion. Understand that the game plan for the 1%, the trillionaires, the super wealthy, understand that their game plan is the total domination and the total control of planet Earth <clears throat> to make slaves of the people of planet Earth through advanced technology, biology, and all kinds of sciences. 
through scientific invention, through scientific technology, they are going to completely reboot the world. And it will be it will beyond it will be beyond most people's ability to conceive of it. But nevertheless, it's going to happen. Ask yourself the question: Why are they inundating our water, our food, <clears throat> our air, our chemtrails with high-powered tranquilizers like like lithium, like fluoride, like brain killers, like uh, aluminum, uh, and brain killers that cause dementia? Uh, and Alzheimer's, and why are they dumbing people down through social engineering, through through programming rather than through true educational systems? Why are they attacking and undermining Judeo-Christian American civilization, the American family, the Christian family? Why are they attacking, destroying, and undermining every aspect of our Judeo-Christian heritage and nation? Why is it? that every battlefield and every area that we're attempting to occupy until he comes, such as education or science or biology or genetics, why is it that in every single battlefield, Christian values, God's plan for America, God's plan for the world, God himself is under brutal, all-out, systematic attack 24-7? Why is that? And if you cop out and say, well, that's paranoia, that's an illusion, I don't believe it, somebody ought to slap you. No, I'm serious. Somebody ought to slap you, don't do it. That was a metaphor only. But somebody ought to slap you, metaphorically. Because you're so stupid, it's, 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 it's stunning. Do you actually think when the CIA and, and Big Tech came up with the term IOT, the Internet of Things, do you think that that simply meant that they were going to give you the benefits of uh, internet technology in every electronic device that you own and possess, that it will be connected to computers and artificial intelligence, and that you will live in like a hive mind, world brain world, in which all of internet technology, all artificial intelligence will kind of like function as one. And it'll be for your entertainment, and it'll make life easier for you, and life better for you. Do you really believe that load of you-know-what? Do you be- really believe that load of propaganda? Propaganda is, is, is creating sophisticated lies for the purpose of mind control. Do you believe that? Do you believe that's what they're honestly doing? Of course you don't believe that. You'd have to be stark raving mad. The reason they're doing all that is that they are erecting... This is what they're erecting right in front of your eyes. Remember, these people are occultists and Luciferians. That's why on the back of the U.S. dollar, we have a pyramidal structure with the all-seeing eye of Lucifer towards the top of the pyramid. And we have the words written in Latin at the base of the pyramid. It says, Nuvos Order Seclorum, or New Order of the Ages, or New World Order. <clears throat> now, what they want to do, they're all about power. Power comes from their ability to uh, have technological surveillance. They want to implement mass electronic surveillance, enhanced with computers, enhanced with the Internet of Things and artificial intelligence. They want to have mass electronic surveillance on every person in society. They want to read your mind. They want to predict your future. It'll be minority report on steroids. 
They want to know everything about your life and what you're going to do before you do it. They want to spy on you and make sure you're, you know, like somebody who's a good member of the Communist Chinese Party. They don't want to give you one little bit of privacy anywhere in your life. There, there, are, there are cameras everywhere, videotaping you everywhere. You have no privacy. Bill Clinton said privacy is no longer a reasonable expectation. That is a lie. That is a bold-faced lie. It is the opposite of the Constitution of Bill of Rights, where it says we're to have freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and all the other freedoms we're supposed to have, freedom of religion. Those freedoms are guaranteed in our Constitution. And so we're supposed to have those freedoms protected, not eroded. Their plan is to have this all-seeing eye of Lucifer, that all-seeing eye of Lucifer, which is in the pyramid on the back of the dollar. They want to have a technology, the all-seeing eye of Lucifer, seeing you and watching you everywhere you go, everything you do, 24-7. They want to record all your metadata through total surveillance electronic cameras. And the Internet of Things simply means that they intend to extend and expand this all-seeing eye to every facet of your life. They want to impose technology in your life that allows them to spy, record, predict, measure, watch every little tiny detail of your life 24-7. That's their endgame. Zbigniew Brzezinski, one of the co-founders of the Trilateral Commission with Rockefeller, he said this in his book in 1976. By the way, everything that I've been saying to you in today's program is in my books, Power from on High, The Greatest Battle, and the other books. I document everything that I'm claiming. <clears throat> also in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. Brzezinski said in 1976 in a book called Between Two Ages that um, in the very near future, and he wrote this in 1976, that the, 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 the technocratic elite, which, which is simply the technological dictatorship, the technocratic elite will be spying on you all the time, and it will spy on every sig- segment of your life constantly. That's what Brzezinski said, and it came to be true years later. So everything you do is under electronic surveillance, always. Okay, so the Internet of Things means they put cameras, they put audio mics, they put recorders, they put Wi-Fi transmitters, they put uh, analytical uh, electronics, they put them in your bedroom, they put them in your bathroom, they put them in your car, they put them in your job, they put them everywhere. There's nowhere you can go. They can read your mind. Things like the, the compound graphene oxide turns the human body and brain into a broadcaster as well as a transmitter. Graphene oxide uh, makes you essentially a human radio broadcasting tower and receiver. The Internet of Things means that in every piece of electronics and computers and cars and technology, in everything that there is, there will also be embedded into those inventions uh, a wide spectrum of electronic total surveillance technology everywhere. Everywhere, all the time. Now, communist China is, is, is just like a decade ahead of us, if that. If you want to know with certainty what's going to happen to America, 
just examine communist China today. In my book, The Greatest Battle, I give you quotes from the former head of the CIA, which tells you the real inside story of China. <clears throat> what the communist Chinese have done, and they have spy satellites, they have cameras and audio mics, they have human spies. The communist Chinese people who are under constant electronic surveillance, they're constantly being monitored. They live in a nightmarish, big brother, 1984 world where they have no freedoms, but they're electronic slaves. And whenever they think a thought negatively of the communist Chinese regime, if they litter, if they lose their temper, if they speed, if they cheat, if they criticize communism, if they, if they make pro-Christian statements, <clears throat> then the communist Chinese big brother government is spying on them, and they will see a zoom-in shot from a camera of that person who's doing something wrong, and then there'll be a numerical digital score that's running in real time. And depending upon how many bad things you do in a day, your, your, your negative social credit score will get uglier and uglier, and numerically it will be a higher and higher number. That means you're going to be punished. You won't qualify to get good jobs. You may end up in prison. Uh, you may have your car taken away. The, the punishments can be very, very severe because you are, you are a slave in a robotic slave state spying on your every move, and every wrong move is, is racking up a higher number on the, uh, on the Chinese social credit score system, which means you're going to receive very harsh dictatorial legal punishments. <clears throat> That's what's happening in China now. That's also what's happening in America now, and it's going to accelerate with lightning speed in America. So, for example, the punishments doled out in America are a little subtler. They kick you off Facebook or Google or many other platforms. Now, you really got don't let this slide by you. They'll kick you off Google and, and many other social media platforms. If you say anything negative or do anything negative regarding the communist Chinese government or communist uh, ideology, you will be punished. You will receive a negative social credit score. That means that negative social credit score will end up making you the recipient of very severe punishments, economically, loss of freedoms, etc., etc. The point is, Right right now, for the present moment in America, you're being attacked just as harshly. You just don't know it yet. They're compiling megadata about you right now. Did you hear me? They're, 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 they're gathering megadata just on you right now. They are keeping an American uh, social credit score on you right now. And then in the future, not that far away, then in the future, they're going to punish you every to the degree that your negative social credit score gets higher and higher. You will be punished. You won't be able to buy a house. Your kids won't be able to go to college. People will be sent to prison. People will be killed. It is a very harsh dictatorship. The social credit card system is very subtle because it disguises itself as a smiley, happy face, like the yellow buttons in Walmart with the white smiles. It disguises itself as an artificially happy state, but in reality, it is a brutal dictatorship that is far more brutal, far more harsh than any 
uh, Nazi prison camp or any prison camp in uh, communist China. You need to grasp the full spectrum dominance and the total dictatorial control that is coming down upon us now. You need to wake up and understand the ramifications. If you're being immature in your thinking, if you are not really thinking this through, if you really do not understand in fullness of detail the, the immense ramifications of what happens to a nation when a social credit system be, is implemented, then you are putting yourself and your children and the people you know and your church and Christianity, you are putting everything that you love and cherish, you are putting everything in harm's way. And the aftermath and the aftershock and the horror and the brutality and the dictatorial totalitarian nature of this thing will, will be the rise of a beast system that is unprecedented in its ugliest and its Frankenstein nature. I hope you understand that I am understating the situation. I'm not exaggerating it. I'm not embellishing it. I'm understating the situation in the hope that I can grab your attention and that together we can stand for freedom in a law-abiding, peaceful way before it's too late. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is adult to adult. There's no more playtime. So what's going to happen is that the American credit system is already being implemented. And because it is such a subtle system, it's the American credit card, the American credit system, in comparison to the communist Chinese social credit system, the, the, the end game is practically the same. The mechanism of arrival is, is subtly different. But, but, but the end result of arrival for the American credit system and the American scoring system is that they intend to construct an airtight, artificial, totalitarian, big brother dictatorship from which there is no escape. So everything we're talking about. So, for example, your uh, uh, credit rating, that, that is a form of, of the social credit system. Your credit rating will either punish you or reward you. Your credit rating will sentence you to slavery or different levels to freedom. Right now, the credit rating essentially occupies itself with, you know, are you responsible or not in paying your bills, paying your checks, paying your mortgage payment? Are you responsible financially? And if you are, you will be rewarded with a very high credit score. But that very high credit score in America is the same as or equates to the social credit, stock, credit score in communist China. In other words, it's not just about economics. It's about whether you're a slave or not. It's about what level of freedoms you, you have, what level of opportunities, what level of education you have. You see, what a they're lying to you and programming you to believe that by receiving a neural chip implant or a microchip implant, oh, we're just offering you the convenience of wireless technology. That's a lie. What they're doing is they're mining your social... They, they didn't give you social media basically for free because they're nice people. Do you understand what I'm saying? They gave you social media and the Internet of Things basically free not because they're nice people, but, but the opposite, because they're evil people, because they're power control freaks that want total slavery, total domination, 
total dictatorial, total totalitarianism in America. That's their game plan. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is exactly where we're going, into a super totalitarian state. So the purpose of your internet, your your credit scores, think of this. The main purpose of social media and the internet and all the, the things that you have, the main and primary purpose of that social media technology is to create an electronic dossier or an electronic and highly detailed report about every microscopic facet of your life, every attitude you have, every secret resentment you have, whether you're a racist or not a racist, whether you're for climate change or against climate change, or however you want to spin it. Every facet of your life is measured and quantified. Do you have a temper? Do you lose your temper? Are you rebellious? Do you litter? Do you secretly make criticisms of globalism and the vaccine? Do you criticize the vaccine? Do you criticize the components of the vaccine? Because when you do any of these things, you are defining yourself via social media to not only millions of people, but there are millions of megalithic globalist corporations that are keeping with 100% accuracy a detailed report on every microscopic detail of your life, every psychological detail, every spiritual detail, every fault you have, every weakness you have, every facet of your life is under total electronic surveillance for the purpose of total, absolute dictatorial control. Now, when you say something bad about climate change, when you say something bad about uh, the social credit system, when you say something bad about a liberal or whatever, you're racking up points, you're racking up data that is defining you in terms of, for right now, an invisible social credit score system in America. You're racking up all these negative points, which defines you as untrustworthy, as potentially an enemy to, to the globalist state of the new America. Do you see what's happening? They're just phasing it in and greasing the wheels with a little bit of subtlety. Not a whole lot of subtlety. They're, they're greasing the wheels with just a little bit of subtlety and snap your fingers before you know it. You're going to be in George Orwell's 1984. You're going to be living right smack in the middle of uh, Bertrand Russell's uh, Brave New World, Big Brother, all that stuff. You're going to be right in the middle of it. Artificial technology, artificial intelligence. You will be going to job interviews where an uh, artificially intelligent robot will conduct the entire job interview. That will happen very soon. Mark my words. Wake up and smell the coffee. You will discover that many of the human but numerically shrinking police forces and, and sheriffs, you will notice very soon in the near future that, that, the, that the sheriffs and law enforcement that are in actuality human beings, that they are being replaced faster and faster with artificially intelligent robots, self-driving cars, clones, and robots. So they're artificially intelligent clone and robot sheriffs and law enforcement with self-driving cars. 
they can take care of all the things like giving out tickets, speeding tickets or whatever. But what's going to come over to your car window to issue a ticket, in fact, they won't issue a ticket. It will be electronically transmitted via Wi-Fi through your laptop or cell phone. But something in the form of an Android or a robot utilizing artificial intelligence will be serving as law enforcement. This is coming right around the corner. It is very possible that in, in the next year or two or three or five, I'm talking, this is right around the corner. Something like a dispute on whether or not the presidential or some other big election was rigged will come up. And, and, and the different sides will be waging war with one another, and they'll reach an impasse. And, and they will decide in their humanness that we as human beings don't have all the fact. We cannot be totally impartial, impartial because we're all biased, because we're liberal or Democrat. The only way we can reevaluate this past election is to utilize or employ artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence programming will allow us to revisit the entire election process, the entire voting process, and through artificial intelligence, through computers, through robots, and other computerized technology, we will be able to determine via artificial intelligence what the true outcome or what the most accurate result is for any given election. In other words, through robotics and artificial intelligence, we will be able to uh, announce to the American public a totally impartial result of who actually won fair and square the election. So the final decider in our society regarding winning or losing an election or any other thing will be artificial intelligence, robots, and androids and computers. Do not think, do not be so naive to think that there aren't many people that would jump at that chance right now because they're ignoring an all-important fact, which is just because something is employing artificial intelligence and robotics to verify an election does not mean that that election and the election voting machines and the robots and the artificial intelligence, it doesn't mean that those technologies, those computer technologies, cannot be penetrated and compromised because they can. Now, we just started, and this is happening fast. I want to finish with this. If we continue to march on oblivious to the danger all around us, we will perish, and they will persecute us as Bible-believing Christians. They will persecute us on a level that history has never revealed before. There will be torture chambers, re-education camps, mass shootings, all the historical horrors that record exactly what happened when Christians were persecuted, all of that is going to revisit us on steroids. And we will be persecuted like you have no idea or imagination. We will be persecuted with artificial intelligence and human beings as our nation continues to, to slide more and more into a despotic Orwellian superstate. So now we're in the final hour, in the final minute. Jesus Christ told us to occupy until he comes, and he meant just that, occupy until I come. We either take a stand now in a legal and law-abiding manner, guided by the Holy Spirit, guided by the Word of God, 
and then absolutely making sure that we are clothed with power from on high, when we have done all of those things collectively, then we can engage in the spiritual battle and preserve America and America's Christian freedoms for as long as we can. But the clock is ticking, and time is running away fast. It is running away far faster than you think. And you and I have a God-given and solemn responsibility to bravely and courageously take a stand, engage in spiritual warfare, and do what is right before a holy and righteous God. Let me repeat that again. We must do what is right before a holy and righteous God. And to that end, I say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Let's get on the job and occupy until he comes. I need your help. Stand with me. This is spiritual warfare, law-abiding and peaceful, but it's spiritual warfare. The outcomes are life and death. Do not diminish that. I need you to stand with me. I need you to allow the Lord to fill you with boldness and courage. I need the the Lord God Almighty to clothe me and to clothe you with power from on high so that we can be victorious in a battle that we normally could not be victorious in. Together we can take back the land, and together we shall. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. 